want to talk about side hustles a little bit because like side hustles in just in general in, well, in general um so i have a lot of friends um family and honestly the majority of people i know who work on a hour by hour day-to-day basis they're an employee of somebody and they're not yeah. they're not self-employed so they don't have the freedom of necessarily like for example in a, in a certain job that you were you're self-employed if you want to go on a real big vacation or do something you can you can work a little bit harder that year or do something to gain a little bit more money by just working harder and putting more hours in. Maybe but, doing a little overtime or yeah. something. But you're, if you're an employee, if you're an employee of a corporation or a business, um, your your hours can be limited and your income can be limited, right? You, the, some people have the option of working overtime and things like that, but some places they don't. So a lot of people have side hustles and things that they work on. And I'm, I'm very pro real estate investing. Obviously, it's it's my background. It's what I understand. Mm-hmm. So whether, whether their side hustle is this or that, I, I think I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. But the main one I wanted to get into was um, flipping houses or buying rentals. A lot of people think that they can't get in because they don't make enough money or they, they just can't afford it. Sorry, they don't make enough money or they, they just don't know how it works or they, they think they can't afford it. So... With the ben- the benefit of this market growing, a lot of people are like, well, I can't get into the market now because the market's grown so much. Well, if some people out there listening already own a home and the market's grown, they're, they've made a lot of money in that equity, mm-hmm. right? So instead of letting the equity sit there, there is ways to put that equity to use. And a lot of people listening may already be real estate investors or yourself, um, and they, they know what the Burr method is, which is... Um, buy basically you you buy it you renovate it you refinance it you rent it and then you repeat so i think this is a great method and this is something i really want to talk about because there's a lot of opportunity out there for people to make money out of basically thin air um and it just takes a little bit of knowledge on what they're doing um and to go out there and and implement these and right now we're coming into a market wherever you are whether it's ontario somewhere else in canada and i think even the u.s and the u.s is even way more affordable it's just looking at the average state's sale price so i'm going to give you an example here and i'll do my best in the video to like when i make the video to to kind of put the numbers in over my head so people can have a visual of what i'm talking about but so first off if you own a home and you bought it a few years ago and you were one of the lucky ones that were able to buy a home for a lot less than what they're going for today um, you probably have a decent amount of equity in your home and if you have an appraiser go out to your home and get an appraisal done and do a refinance on the home you probably have a good amount that you can borrow um, to put down on something else so because a lot of people say well i can't afford another home because i don't have a down payment saved or i don't have enough to do a renovation well if you have equity in your home and again this is situational because you'd have to have some you'd have to have some equity but if you have say about a hundred thousand dollars in equity in your home you could pull this off so i'm just going to give you a scenario um if you bought a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar home that needs a little tlc it still exists. There's houses between 350 and 400. We see it all the time. Yeah. And usually those houses are either smaller or larger needing some work. Right. So if you find the ones in decent locations that just need a little TLC or work, and again, this is a, this is just an example, um, the down payment needed on a $350,000 home would be $70,000. Okay. Closing costs, because this wouldn't be your first home, would have land transfer tax involved and clo- mm-hmm. um, lawyer fees, which would be about 6000 
And let's use a renovation cost of about 25,000 because most houses that you're gonna, especially on your first one, that you're going to flip or renovate, you're gonna do more just cosmetic touch-ups. Yep. So lipstick, paint, trims, doors, and floors. Um, so 70,000 plus closing costs and renovation costs, you're just around $101,000. So total invested needed is 100,000. So you're temporarily borrowing it out of your current home. You put the down payment of 70, you put your closing costs in and you you renovate the home with a $25,000 budget. If you can create a home with a $25,000 budget from 350 to say and now a new sale price of about 475, which is very very doable. So in lots of areas um, where you buy houses that are 350, many houses in those areas are going for 475 or more. Yeah. The only difference is they just show nicer, they present better. Right. So if there's a situation where you believe with 25 grand you could turn a 350 house into a 475 with the expertise of a realtor, somebody who can give you guidance on what those houses would sell for finished. Again, this is just an example. Um, at 475, um, you could refinance it after that. So once you you don't have to sell the home. So the part of this flip and the burn method is you do not have to go sell the home. So basically, once it's once you have it done. Um, you have an appraiser come out, you refinance the home. As long as they agree that it should be worth around 475, the bank will lend you up to 80% of value of that right. home. Okay. So 80% of 475, I believe is like 380 something. Okay. Okay. But if you bought the house for 350 and you put 70,000 down, your mortgage would only be about 280. Right. Okay. So um, I, I typed this out here. So I'm just going to kind of read off of it as I go. Um, basically, what would happen is the bank would allow you back your money. Um, let me. Oh, do I? Have, I don't have my phone on me. Let me pull out a calculator here, really quickly here. So, if I had a mortgage, if I bought this house for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I put twenty percent down, which was that seventy grand, I would have a mortgage of two eighty. Right. Once I'm done renovating it at four seventy five, if the bank were to lend me up to eighty percent of value. That means they will lend me up to 380, but I already owe 280. Okay, yeah. so that means they'll they'll cut you a check for two a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Right. And if you remember that hundred thousand dollars is the seventy thousand you put down. It wasn't your enough. your twenty thousand twenty five thousand and your six thousand dollar closing costs. You're off by a thousand bucks. So the cool thing about this is when you refinance it, you don't just get your renovation money back. You can get your entire down payment back. Take that hundred thousand and go put it back down on the home you borrowed it from originally. So now you're zero dollars invested in this home. The money that you borrowed from, you've now refinanced back out of this house, okay? But now you own a piece of real estate that your mortgage would have now gone up from 280 to 380 because you just rolled it back into that mortgage. But that 380 house is worth 475. Right. So you just created $100,000. Yeah. Your money is back yeah. in your pocket <clears throat> and you keep that home and now you renovate and you rent it out. So breaking down a rental, the cost to carry variable rate right now is 2.75 on a $380,000 mortgage. That would be $1,900 a month. Taxes roughly about $200 a month on a home that size and in, uh, insurance about $100 a month. So the total cost to carry would be $2,200. A 475 home, at least in the area we're in, you could probably rent anywhere from $1,800 to $2,000 a month. So you would lose maybe two to four hundred dollars a month. So your cost to carry this home would maybe be about yeah, two you're, to four hundred. You're, you're, you're net negative. Negative, negative yeah. cash flow. So two to four hundred dollars a month. 
I went and looked up the average sales of an Ontario from 1990 until now, and we have averaged over the last 32 years um, 4.5%. So using a very conservative appreciation rate of 4.5%, which is the average since 1990. Now, lately, we've been seeing 20%, 30%. Which, I, is, which isn't sustainable. It's not going to continue. No, but I do way. see higher than 45 yes. in the coming years, at yes. least in our region, for things that are coming. But right. in general, 4.5% is a very conservative rate. If you take a house that you, you believe to be worth 475 and you apply a 4.5% year-over-year growth for the next five years, you would make about $116,000, okay? Your mortgage would be paid down roughly about $45,000, totaling $162,000. I'll take out the deduction of your cost to carry, which was that two to $400 a month you were losing every month because yeah. you were paying it. That works out to about twenty-four grand over five years. You take that out, you come out net positive about one hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars. One hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars works out over a course of five years of twenty-three hundred dollars profit per month. Now you have to remember, you started with one house, temporarily borrowed a hundred grand out, put that money to work, refinanced it, got the hundred back. Put it back to where it came from. So now you, your, your money's so never yeah, been touched. Right. Now you have somebody renting that home for the next five years. That home has now grown in value um, and created wealth for you of about 138000 at a conservative rate. Um, and, this is, and this is what you do. Now that with the Burr method, you also can repeat that. Now that you've grown equity in that other home, you can borrow money out of that. And you can invest it, take the money back, put it back in, and continue that cycle all the way down. Um, this would have to be situational as far as you'd have to find the right property. You'd have to have some sense of renovations and know what you're yeah. doing to be able to pull it yeah. off. Um, you would have to have some equity in your home and own a home. So this isn't for everybody, but people don't realize, even though you're working a day-to-day -day job or an hourly job or a salary job, your income isn't fixed. If you own a home that's grown, there is side hustles out yeah. there that you can do and re-input that money to work. And if you can add another $2,300 a month income just in appreciation by owning real estate, I think it's huge. Um, obviously, this could be hard to follow. So if anyone ever had questions, I'm happy to help walk them through this. Yeah, I I've, think the main thing is... I've done this. Yeah, I've, I've watched you do it I've done on this, a lot of properties over, I, over the I'm, years. I have... I've done this probably close to 10 times now. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, and obviously it gets easier the more you do, For sure. right? Because you understand the process. And I also gotta, work think, in the business. Right. Yeah. I think the main thing that, that really keeps people from doing this is just a lack of understanding. And did you follow that? Like, okay. Like, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, to like, to sum it all up, it, you know, the main thing that you want to take away from this is it's not going to increase the mortgage on the home that you're first pulling that equity from because yep. you're replacing that equity with the money that you've made right. off of that next property, right. right? And you're putting it back. And you're now, putting it back. Now it does roll into your new property, yes. but you have a tenant that you would rent that out to right. that will pay for that. And your only monthly costs you're going to add to your, the only cost you're going to yeah. add to your monthly is maybe that two to 400 bucks. Right. But, and your tenant will pay the utilities. That two to $400, you're like, yeah, it's an, if, as long as you can afford the 200, $400, the appreciation will cover it. Sure. Yeah. People don't think that. And, and that you know way. what's funny? It's it's not even just the appreciation that you can count on over that time. When I, the way that I would look at it too is, okay, this is maybe costing me two to four hundred dollars a month, but somebody else is paying off the mortgage on yep. that house every and while single it appreciates. month while it appreciates. Yep. So. Yep. 
you know, it might cost luck- you a little bit of money, but what you're doing is you're setting your, it's like you're, it's basically like a, a massively accelerated retirement savings plan. Absolutely. And not every scenario, let's say it didn't appraise at 475. Right. Let's say it appraised back at like 425. You still get a good chunk of your money back and the other 50 is just sitting there rather than into your home. One way or the other, it's sitting in a mortgage. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. And if you're lucky enough where you can come out net positive, well, now you've created three sources of income. Your appreciation, your net positive, and the mortgage is being paid down without your own money. So you've now taken something that you always had created something you never had now you have two properties growing in value and the last thing i want to mention is if you go buy a stock tomorrow and put 10 grand on a stock and the market goes up 10 percent every year your mark the market's going up 10 percent on that 10 grand every year and then again if it goes up from 1100 up right it's only on that initial investment right right if you go and buy real estate and you put 10 grand into real estate your your growth isn't on the 10 grand it's on the full Prices, price, price of the of home. The home. Right. So if I go put five percent down on a property at five hundred thousand, that's ten grand. Twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, sorry, twenty five thousand. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. If I go put uh, twenty five uh, percent down on five hundred thousand and it's twenty five thousand dollars, my growth isn't on the twenty five thousand dollars. If the market goes up ten percent, it's on the fifth. It's the fifty thousand, which is on the five hundred. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize, they, they think so short-term, like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend this. I don't know if I want to move this. But if you really look at the big picture, you are creating a massive amount of growth. So yes. if by doing this and moving some things around, you've now created two properties. So if the market goes up 4 or 5% every year, it's not on your one property. It's now on two full, yeah. full properties. And if you continue to do that, you're not... Again, you're creating, you're creating wealth using the bank's money, essentially. Right. And as long as your tenants that you rented out can cover the costs, you can do this over and over and over yeah. again. Now, obviously, not everybody is cut out to be a landlord and right. or wants to take that on because that. it can be a very, um, you know, demanding thing when you start to build up a portfolio and and all of a sudden you're you know you're having to deal with the day to days of of tenant problems and things like that. But um, there is management companies. Yeah, there's yeah, there's property management companies that can help with that. Um, but yes, it is it is one of the safer and yeah. most lucrative investment right. um, ideas in the world. And I don't know that that's ever going to change right. because as the as the population grows on the earth and um, you know land is a finite thing and developable developable land is right. even more finite than land and um, so yeah, as the, as we get, as, especially as Windsor, you know, in our, in our own little pocket here, as we grow and we're going to be growing a lot in the next five to 10 years, um, it, it, land becomes more of a premium and it's a really, really, really safe investment. If you can get into the market that getting into the market is the big one. Yeah. yeah sometimes you might have to pull some money together or get mom and dad to help co-sign um, just to get your feet wet. I had to do the same thing when I started. Yeah. I had it a co-signer with our uh, with our parents. Um, the one thing I wanted to uh, going into the risk factor, when you buy it for three, when you buy that investment property for three uh, fifty, and you put that twenty percent down, well, that's your that's your safety buffer right there, right? So you had the mortgage of two eighty, and then people are like, well, if I roll it back into my mortgage and bring the mortgage back up to three eighty. 
Um, does that put me at risk? Well, no, because your house is now worth 475. So that 20% is still there. And that's why they only loan you up to 80% of the value to keep that 20% buffer. And you got to remember if the market drops 20%, that's like, that's pretty historic when it comes to, Mm -hmm. when it comes to drops in real estate. And usually if something like that were to happen, it's fairly temporary. And as long as you continue to rent it out and can continue to rent it out, your risk is still fairly limited. You, you can't, if, a, if you invest into a company and a company loses stocks and shares, you're kind of shit out of luck to, to have any kind of say in what goes on there. But at least if your real estate goes down, you can rent it out and there's something that can sustain that for right. you until it can until it fixes itself. Um, but historically, real estate continues to grow and the and the downfalls are very short lived. Yeah, I think I think what the majority of people out there who are considering purchasing a home um, for just for themselves to live in what what you have to really remember is you're not buying this home to uh, try to make a quick profit on it you're mm-hmm. buying this home to live in and like you said historically that home is going to go up in value over right. the course of time that you're living there right yeah like we're not going to see five years of straight decreases in prices yeah because that's just it's historically proven that that's not that doesn't happen right because like i said land is a premium it's an it's a safe investment because more people more demand not enough housing it's going to appreciate in value so just don't don't keep yourself out of the market because you're afraid that you're going to buy at the wrong time and the market's going to take this massive drop and it's just going to keep dropping and now you're going to be you know, in over your head for forever. It this is a this is a, like you said will be a short-lived thing if you do see a drop, and over the course of time that you're living in that house, your house is still going to appreciate in value. Absolutely. That's... And there's there's one last thing I, I forgot to mention when I was in there um, talking about the 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 growth on that on that investment. That hundred and sixteen thousand that you made in appreciation was on the 475 that's not including the hundred you already made by increasing the value so you actually didn't make 116 plus the 45 paying down your mortgage it's 116 plus the 45 paying down your mortgage plus the hundred you added in value in the beginning and the nice thing too is all the all the money you put into that property that 25 that you invested is also a write-off back as well when it comes to the tax purposes your lawyer fees your real estate fees all those things are write-offs when you're doing these um, and if you do these only once in a while, um, you only get taxed on 50% of the capital gains that you, you right. do. So uh, as of right now, as of right, the, uh, unless the rules say, change, something that they may, they may revisit yeah. and, and change. But so again, to recap, you didn't just make a hundred grand on flipping it. You also made another 116 plus the 45. So you actually made in about five years on investment like that over a quarter million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at a conservative four and a half percent. Yeah, and that's not unattainable. I know people think that you have to have, you know, all this money to do it. But but if I mean, especially in in our area here, if you bought something five years ago here, the equity that you have on your property here, you're you're, you're probably getting close to tri- triple the va- yeah. value of what you what you paid for it. So that you have, even if you only put five percent down, you have this massive amount of probably like 60 to 70 percent equity in your home yeah uh that that money is there for you to to use Mm -hmm. and like you said it's not like you're taking that out of your 
primary residence and just increasing your mortgage by that much right. uh, amount of money and now you're screwed and you have to pay a thousand more dollars a month you're borrowing it from your equity temporary temporarily to make this new project work and then you're replacing it yep and then a tenant the pays the, the bills right. for you and it's, then it is it a grows. daunting thing for people who don't know uh, the ins and outs of it and we're always more than happy to sit down with anybody to to sort yeah. of talk them through these these um, kinds of things because whether you're from this area or not right reach out to us um, go to joeconlin.com or your realtorsforlife.com um, your Facebook page yeah send us a message and, and yeah. ask us questions because we love talking about this stuff and these are just um, you know little solutions for people who are looking to break out of their day-to-day nine-to-five, right? right? To, gr- to grow wealth. To grow wealth. Yeah. And if you look at, at some of the most mm-hmm. um, successful and, and wealthier people in the world, really, it it really stems from from real, their real estate portfolio and, right. and the investing that they did through that. Because I can tell you right now, I mean, you might get lucky hitting the right cryptocurrency at the right time, but that's like playing the lottery. Right. Um, same thing kind of goes for a lot of the stock market. Um, but... But one of the things that's a much more sure fire method is to put your money into something like real estate. Mm-hmm.